0: You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter.
1: Hello welcome to the SFF podcast. I'm Chris, I'm hosting tonight and tonight I'm joined by Good John. All right, Chris, can we call you by your um, recent updated Twitter name? What fact hunt, Chris? Yes, <laughs> yes. I changed it after the, um, <laughs> the, the 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 shenanigans by the Tory Party. But instead of calling it fact check, I decided to go with fact hunt. I thought it was because you were hunting um, hunting for facts about
0: uh, euros and just anything, because um, you're quite a hell when it comes to. It. you get the do, brown I,
1: juice going, though. I do quite like it uh, a bit of a. A weird start, um, and I'm sure we'll come on to a few, um, when we get into the, the nitty gritty of uh Euro 2020 because, as of course, the end of another international break, um, and a reasonably successful one for Scotland, could you say? And two uh, as much as you can have success in two meaningless games for us,
0: yeah. I, I mean, I get I get the point that they're, they're meaningless, but you know, obviously, with the playoffs coming up, and um. um I know we had some players uh, withdrawing, but these these were quite important for trying to build some form of momentum and for some guys coming into the squad um, and getting first team opportunities. It was a um, a big occasion. They try and nail down a place. I think there's one or two um, over the couple of games that have certainly put themselves in the equation, which I'll come on to in a minute. Um, going to Cyprus is always going to be tricky. Um, you know, regardless of what people think think about Cyprus being minnows, we we are no position really to call anyone Barca, Marino, minnows really. Um, <laughs> but yeah. no, I thought it was a good job done. I thought first half um, after the a bit of luck because let's be honest, FM um, shot that gets in off the underside of the bar was yeah. over the line. Yeah. Um, I don't know how the line been missed. I can only assume that it's gone that fast. I mean, we've get the benefit of um, the TV being slowing down and and stuff like that, um, now that's where technology should be in place, I mean it, it wasn't the only thing in place in English Premiership was goal line technology only, which uh, I think's a I, good thing
1: I, th- I like goal line technology because yep. it's very quick, it's very clear, it's very simple, it doesn't take the, the ridiculous amount of time that VAR takes, for me yep. that that's a very simple thing to implement and we should be doing yep. it more often, but we seem, have, we seem to have moved away from it in favour of VAR and I don't yep. quite know why yeah,
0: on I mean, VR's just not slick, but that's a debate for another day. But thank goodness that goal line technology wasn't in place there. Um, but then yeah. Ryan, Ryan Christie, just a, a superb goal, coming in off the right-hand side. I mean, he played that position a, a well for Aberdeen. I know it's not his best position. His best position is obviously number 10, Know that he's done so well with Celtic in. Um But a way of getting him in the beginning of the team is for that. And I thought Christie did... Very well in second place with that goal. Um, I thought we dominated most of the first half, second half. They then score an absolute screamer. Um, yep. for the class of, I think it was Ephraim again, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I think so. Eh?
0: Yeah, I, well, either way it was an absolute peach. Um, but then we react straight away and Greg Taylor getting um, a rare couple of games this season. He's over these two games actually played more for Scotland than he has for Celtic. But a good, well, uh-huh. and <laughs> lovely finish by him again. You have to say, and yeah, um, I don't think Cyprus put us under too much pressure. Um, and I thought it was a, a decent job done, um, going away and getting three points.
1: Yeah, I, like you said, I mean uh, we'll come on to pack it out later on. But there's arguably two back it outs in this game itself. Uh, I mean Ryan Christie first goal for Scotland. You're not going to score many better. That's an absolute peach. I mean, he scored some cracking goals for Celtic in his time, uh, and I'm sure uh, you remember him scoring sort of uh, Aberdeen as well. But that's as good mm-hmm. as any scored. The, the curl on that is just tremendous. The keeper's got no chance. Uh, so I mean, yeah, as you say, he's better at number ten, but coming in for the wide position and doing that, then yeah, it's hard to it's hard to be critical of it. And you and you mentioned earlier about uh, there's, there's a few um, players that probably stood out and. These across these two games, are, for me, the, the ones that have stood out are probably the ones that I would expect to stand out, um, and I would expect mm-hmm. would be chosen if everybody was fit. So the likes of Ryan Christie, um, I think the the two combination of Jack and McGregor's worked through it pretty well. Yeah, um, I get him again, obviously. Um, he's been playing uh, outstanding in the last few games. Something mm-hmm. like that's how many goals is that in the last few games? Seven eight. So, um, for for McGinn in for the last, last
0: five or something. Yeah, the last three he scored uh, six and in the last five he scored seven. So yeah. he's, he is a man on form. Um, yeah, and that's he, always all...
1: goals for Scotland. They hadn't scored before these games. So, um, <laughs> well, I mean, I've, 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 there's been a few people um, using this to, to battle Celtic, having not signed John McGinn. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, in fairness, we did. The, the, the not signing John McGinn did allow Ryan Christie to take his place. And, exactly. So Scotland has probably benefited from the fact we didn't sign him, um, yeah. and of course the 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 fact that we're still in with a chance of qualifying for Euro 2020 is very much down to the the goal scored by James Forrest in the, the Nations League, where he got five in three games and uh, five and two games, sorry. Yeah, exactly. Um, God, that was a year ago now. Um, seems a yeah. long
0: time ago, but yeah, th- I thought um, there's there's no. I think we need to go over the should Celtic sort of same John McGinn. Quite frankly, John McGinn's going to. Better things at Aston Villa. Ryan um, have gone pretty well with Ryan Christie. Um, yep. Ryan Christie's game's evolved, as you say. Um, so everyone's a winner, as far as I'm concerned. Now Scotland, yep. have got them both in the team. They found a system that can get them both in the team, which means that when if Ryan Fraser's back for the playoffs, you know he'll he'll probably need to be in the bench, um, unless mm-hmm. James Forrest is in a drastic um, bad run of form. Um, you know, I'm I'm not going to go into the should Ryan Fraser, uh, his Ryan Fraser committee. You know, at the end of the day, you know, there's a lot going on. Um, there's he's managing injuries. Uh, there's he's also been like moved to Liverpool as well. So, given the context of the two games, it wasn't vital that Fraser played in this game, in these games. But he's got to if he if he's left on the bench for the first the first playoff game, possibly on the win, then he's not really got much to complain because the guys have come in done well. Because Forrest was, he wasn't great against Cyprus, he was a bit better against uh, Kazakhstan. He is better on the right side, um, but he's more competent than the left. So I think that's yeah. your
1: conundrum, Fraser or Forrest rather than this possible system with the two of them in the team. I think that, that that's the risky run by pulling out of these squads, is that the guys that come in then see that as an opportunity. If the guys then take that opportunity, like like the the midfield for Scotland was actually pretty good. Like most of the players I was writing off there were pretty good. Uh, like Jack and McGregor and Christie and McGinn. They've all played really well. How do you drop in for Ryan Fraser? Another one is very interesting actually because you mentioned um, Greg Taylor has played more in these two games uh, than he has for Celtic. I thought he played pretty well in both games. So do mm-hmm. Tierney, does Tierney come back in? Does Robertson come back in? They
0: both
1: <laughs> one was left out of the squad and one pulled out. So Taylor, mm-hmm. for me, has taken his chance, and I think there's an argument for playing him at left-back. So if everybody's saying, do you play um, Robertson, or do you play Tierney, or what do you do? I uh-huh. don't play either. Yeah. Uh, well, be good to, it's good to mention your poll.
0: Yes, yes, yeah, so um, I tried it on my own, uh, on my own Twitter, um, again, um, just because I thought there was a good chance of a better following. Um, I would, we'll try and with the SFF went a bit more though but yeah, uh, digressing, so I put the poll out um, If providing everyone's fit we're just guaranteeing the play, does he play does he start ahead Andy Robertson and Greg Taylor, does he go to right back as we've discussed before, does he go centre back where he's played a couple of times for Celtic and once for Scotland or is he just on the bench altogether um, and bizarrely 34% of the 40 people who voted I don't know. I had 40 friends um, but yeah, so thirty four percent said he should be on the bench with twenty-five percent centre back, twenty-three right back and eighteen saying that he should go on ahead of Robertson Taylor left back. So that's a big conundrum. I, I personally think I personally think we should try we should think about him as centre back because although he's not my worry is he's not got the height, but he can read a game and he's quick. And right now we we um, played six different centre back combinations across the ten qualifying games. Not one of those def- those defenders um, individually or partnerships can turn around and say that they are stick-ons for these playoffs.
1: Yeah. I mean, in, in, in these games, we've looked at uh, McKenna and we looked at uh, Gallagher. And to be honest, the goal that Kazakhstan got in the second game the two of them are miles apart, I mean, there's a massive space between them, McKenna's probably more at fault than Gallagher, but to be honest, yep. neither have covered himself in glory, so I think you're right, I mean, my thinking is along the same line, along lines along the same lines as yours, and that I've seen Tierney play centre-back for Celtic, and he's pretty good at it, I prefer him at centre-back than at right-back, and we've played him at right-back for Scotland, now uh-huh. is that something we want to try in a, um, a, a, a vital playoff match? Ideally, probably not. You'd have tried it before now. However, we don't have that opportunity. And given nothing else has worked anyway, I think you're taking a risk whatever you do. Yeah. So for me, I would be inclined to go over the option that I've seen work for Celtic. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's I mean, that's we have to caveat all this because March is a long time away. So I'm saying about Taylor has probably earned his right from a Scotland perspective. We don't know if Heller's going to be playing for Scott, for Celtic and all that time between now and March. So he might not be getting first-team football, which usually you would suggest with uh, Andrew Robertson but week in, week out for Liverpool. You'd imagine um, that Keir Deirne is working his way towards trying to do that for Arsenal. We don't know whether he will or not. Um, mm-hmm. He's certainly he's, he's been made back to uh, full fitness at Arsenal. But it's yeah. possible he could be playing week in, week out by then as well who knows? Greg Taylor might be by that point. I don't know how um he's gonna fare up against uh mm-hmm. So far that yeah. see. he's played well for Scotland than he has for Celtic, but the, the game he's played for Celtic left back like, did alright. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the options
0: that we had um, that we had at centre back at the start of the campaign was David Bates. So he's went from you know, that November March time from being in the Hamburg squad, sometimes starting um, to not even being in the squad for Sheffield Wednesday, and that's why he's no longer in the squad these days, and I had high hopes for David Bates being one of those. His other problem, um, I mean, Tierney's obviously left-footed, you'd expect him to play left-centre-back. Um, Who's your right-centre-back partner? Because we've got a lot yeah. of left-footers. You know, if you play McKenna, you know, you can say McKenna, because he's the bigger guy, but McKenna's um, all left-foot, mm-hmm. Um, and his distribution isn't the best with his stronger foot, let alone ask him to do so in his right. And with, you know, Chalamuala Group, that not for me. Um, no, last in, last yeah. last anyway. And he was a more a centre-midfielder. And he's heyday. but that's another question. And just none of the suitors has not really been fit and not really shown it in a Scotland jersey. Um, that's the biggest worry that's that for me is going to be stopping us from qualifying. I, I hope I'm wrong come, come March and that we come through whatever team we get. Um, and then if we do get through that one, Serbia, Norway, I'm confident we'll be either of them right now. No. I'm afraid to say it. Um, yeah. I, we've played on well these the two games and I went and went. I went and chose, decided to use my ticket and the I already had that sort of stuff it I'll go. First half, I was regretting the decision. Second half, <laughs> I'm glad I went because the performance was much better. Um, they played with... You can say all you want about the, the opposition. Um, at the end of the day, they must have had a bullock in the half-time to say, go show me you're worth a place in this playoff." And most of the guys went and uh, put in a good performance. We're talking about right back there... Um, Liam Palmer put in uh, a a good claim, because going forward he was tremendous second half. I know it was him that gave the ball away uh, for the first goal, but he was much better than what he was in his debut against Kazakhstan in the last two games, I think. He's played very well and certainly looks a better fit than Adorno for right back. Aye,
1: aye, I think so. You're right about him giving the ball away for the, the goal, but I think mainly over the two games he played pretty well and yeah I would say it was a better choice than O'Donnell uh, we're not exactly dripping with talent in the right back position I think that's pretty much the two choices yeah. um, so it's, I mean, we, we certainly are well blessed at left back but not so much at right back um, so yeah I think that's <laughs> I, I would tend to go with Palmer over O'Donnell at the moment again March is a long time away so we don't know but you're right I mean we, the, the, we certainly showed a lot more in these two games than we did in the games against like Belgium and Russia and even San Marino because San Marino are the worst team in the world. Yeah. Um, Kazakhstan are pretty lowly ranked, but they do have a few decent players in there that are they're, they're probably a bit more up and coming. Like San Marino going to where they're just tiny. Kazakhstan at least have, seem to be putting together something sort of a. like it was mentioned a few times in commentary that like, both Celtic and Aberdeen have played teams from Kazakhstan and in, in Europe recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we've played most of that team. So, that team has European game experience against well, Champions League uh, opposition. Mm-hmm. So, the the Kazakhs probably aren't as bad as their FIFA ranking would suggest. Cyprus, yeah. on the other hand, were League C, like us in the Nations League now. Mm-hmm. They were towards the bottom of it. But that still means they're the closest team to what we're likely to face in the playoffs. Now I can say likely to face in the playoffs. We're in the playoffs, we just don't know who we're, we're facing. Um, it's yeah. any one of four. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I, mean, I'm just, I may as well come on to that now, because yeah. League D's done. It's Georgia playing Belarus, and North Macedonia playing Kosovo, and the two winners will play off and one of those four is going to be going to the Uh Euro 2020. Um, League C is where it starts getting interesting because, as you say, Norway and Serbia has already decided because they won their groups. They were the second and third. We're the top seed in League C. Um, Finland were the the group winners in League C, but they qualified automatically. So that leaves us with one of the the teams below us. Um, When you work your way up the other leagues, League B is also decided. Bosnia has got Northern Ireland... And Slovakia is got Republic of Ireland, so it could be an all Ireland final in that one. That could be interesting. Um, and then League A, everybody except Iceland qualified. So Iceland are in the playoff, but they need three other teams to join them, which will all come from League C. Um, so the the four teams that are waiting to see who they're playing are Bulgaria, Israel, Hungary, and Romania. Um, the real kicker for UEFA here is there's uh, no fewer than four hosts across the three plays, uh, three of the playoff rounds. So. Scotland's in League C that's guaranteed Republic of Ireland is in League B that's guaranteed they're two of the hosts mm-hmm. Romania and Hungary are the other two hosts now one of them or possibly two will go and play in League A so either way only one of the hosts could qualify out of that group anyway because they're <laughs> either going to have two in League C or two in League A um, the best case scenario is to get three through the worst case scenario is to get none through um, they've already lost by an obviously because mm-hmm. they, they were League D yeah, um, but Netherlands, England, Spain Germany, Denmark, Russia they've all qualified, they're all hosts That's, so UEFA yeah, are happy so once you get through to the Euro, the the, the really complicated Euro 2020 qualifying um, you start to see how that plays out because they paired the hosts together so like if Scotland do manage to make it through to Euro 2020, we know we're in a group with England mm-hmm. um, and we know that England is the one that gets the three home matches uh, this is already decided it's it's actually so decided that when you get to like Denmark and Russia's group because Russia hate half of Europe mm-hmm. or half <laughs> of Europe hates Russia perhaps would be more accurate um, their group's actually decided and they've unfortunately been paired with Belgium again <laughs> so despite the fact Russia and Belgium have come out of the same group as we well know they've been paired in the Euro 2020 groups as well so that's group B so somebody else is in there and that's it Um <laughs> But the other pairings, um, Azerbaijan were paired with Italy, so Azerbaijan's obviously been eliminated. Um, the Netherlands is paired with Romania; they could still come through, they might get us. Uh, Republic of Ireland's paired with Spain. Um, again, Ireland could come through, uh, and then Germany's paired with Hungary, and Hungary could come through as well. So um, the only one that's actually set out is Denmark and Russia.
0: Yeah, you know, you know what's going to happen in this uh, this draw a week into Saturday, uh, which is in Bucharest, by the way. The Winner of Path C, which is obviously our one, is going to be in with England, because obviously, as you mentioned, um, that's the other host. Pot two is going to be France, the world champions, European yes. championship runners-up, um, who somehow fell in there below Ukraine. Um, I don't know why. I know they go by like groups and so on, but it should be world Ranking as far as I'm concerned. And pot three, it'll be Portugal, who are the defending European champions and the Nations League winners. <laughs> that's what we'll get. If we obviously come through our section. (laughs) If that happened, that would just be smacking of Euro 92 all over again, when obviously we had uh, Holland, uh, Germany and uh, Russia. Sorry, CIS. Um, I can just um, envisage that coming up.
1: (laughs) I don't care. That's the thing. If we're in that draw, well, technically we'll be in the draw because the playoffs don't happen until March and they need to do this draw in November. um, There might be a redraw somewhere along the line, possibly. Don't think it's gonna work out that way but yeah. um there, there was some talk of there would have to be a redraw but the all the things I'm reading about that is there could have been a redraw but probably won't happen then um, because what they've done is they've what, there's
0: That's the and or scenario isn't it? Aye, the, like...
1: Because because of the two host thing that's messing it up a bit so you could be in one of two pots.
0: Yeah. Aye, um, is it not something like um say Scotland got hungry um is it like if Scotland's qualify um it'll be um, group D, and if uh, Hungary qualify, then it will be um, Group F or whatever it is um, Hungary is yeah. supposed to be
1: hosting. Yeah, yeah. So the, the, they've managed to work out all the scenarios for it, but yeah. ultimately it depends on how the draw works out, and then what happens after yeah. the, the games are played in March.
0: Euro so, 2020 yeah. is a complicated mess. You know, uh, in
1: terms of, shouldn't, I don't think
0: we'll see a multi-host um, nation like this again. Uh, I mean, we've had obviously two host nations before, and that works. I don't know how um, the three host nations going to work come um, World Cup 2026, but given us 48 teams in so many groups, I think that'll be okay. Yeah, but this good. one has just been an absolute farce, because you've got the complication of the Nations League, plus the complication of the host nation, etc. It's just a bit of a farce
1: by UEFA. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really surprised that Euro 2024 is going to be in Germany. <laughs> yeah, Kids. So that's good. done. <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah.
0: Maybe Turkey will eventually get Euro 2028 20, because they bid for Euro 2016, didn't get it. I think they put in for one of the stadiums in this one, didn't get it. Um, Euro 2024, they didn't get that. <laughs> so
1: um, maybe it'll be their turn, but that's a I, vote for I, another day. I don't think they did put in for this because the, the Wikipedia page has got a list of who did put in. Um, <laughs> okay. Of the ones the ones that didn't make it were, bizarrely, Wales. I'd have thought Millennium Stadium was a great stadium to have. Yeah. I think um, that got the Champions League final one year though, so maybe that was the cover. But just like, because Scotland and England are already in it and they're only going to bother. I mean, I'd have taken Wales over Scotland. It's a bigger uh, stadium. It's a far better stadium than, um,
0: well, what was the Millennium Stadium? I don't know what it's called now, the Vi- Principality Stadium or whatever it's called these
1: days. Something yeah. like that. I've been in it. Was, yeah. in it was in it earlier this year watching Monster but it's a different yeah so Wales didn't make it Sweden didn't make it Macedonia didn't make it Israel didn't make it uh, Bulgaria didn't Mm -hmm. and Belarus didn't and Belgium pulled out of it right okay well they were successful but then it was removed they were going Mm -hmm. to build a new stadium that never happened I think was the problem what was the German stadium again because I know they thought about Munich, Munich but they
0: were Oh, yeah. it is, All right? Ah? Ah, Germany is the one that they've got that. So it's ah. in the Serena. I think Munich getting the Champions League final one year, which is why they didn't get the, the final. Because
1: obviously Weber's got a the semi-finals and final. Yeah. So wait, the, the, the full lineup is there's in, in Baku and Azerbaijan, there's the group stage games and quarter final, uh, which is the same as the Alliance Arena in Germany, the Stadio Olimpico in Rome, uh, and the uh, St. Petersburg Stadium in Russia. Yeah. Um. The, Belgium did get the group stage around 16 to that like got cancelled um, other teams that got group stage in round of 16 uh, other countries, sorry <laughs> <It> was Denmark <laughs> um, the Parken Stadium in Copenhagen the Puskus Arena in Budapest in Hungary the uh, Amsterdam Arena which is apparently the Johan Cruyff Arena in mm-hmm. uh, the Netherlands the Viva Stadium in Ireland the Arena Nationale in Bucharest in Romania obviously Hamden Park uh, and Sam Mamez and Bilbao was the, the Spanish one, which is That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got the semi-final and the final and the group stage and around the round of sixteen for England. So I think what happened was Wembley Stadium picked up what Belgium lost because mm-hmm. that was added to uh, the Wembley Stadium package later. No, okay.
0: Cool. Well, it'll be interesting. Hopefully, then we're doing a Euro twenty twenty preview with um with Scotland in it. Um and just going back quickly to the, um, the the team the team selection how um combinations work. Um Ryan Jack you um, obviously mentioned him came in for those two games um it was just good to have a sitting midfielder um and he did the job perfectly well. I thought Cal McGregor played better as a result as well. So I know it throws in the question if Scott McTominay's fit, you know, does he come back in? Um I don't think he does now, I think McTominay needs to wait his
1: turn. Um, I don't. Yeah. I don't think McTominay's played that well for Scotland. But as, as yeah. you say, McGregor, uh, McGregor probably. Did, you're right. You probably did play better alongside Jack, so I wouldn't break that up. I think yeah. Kenny Miller was making the same point in the media, which is, I feel uh, dirty. I agree with Kenny Moore to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, he's right. <laughs> um, it did work better. So yeah, yeah. the centre, the centre of the park certainly worked really well for Scotland. My big concern is. If we don't get Lee Griffiths back fit in time for March, we're still missing a goal scorer up front. Yeah. We're getting the goals from midfield, which is great, but we really could like do with that extra option up there. Yeah, And the defence is still a mess.
0: Yeah. I know Stephen Naismith, um popped up with a goal um, the other night. Um, that's him. Um, twi- <laughs> 20- How second- did that stand?
1: <laughs> well, where was the fill? The throw on the goalkeeper, you mean? My favourite bit of that was the Scottish FA's tweet about it was the fact that Naismith... Did had a 50-50 with the goalkeeper, but Naismith came out top? No, he never. Because the keeper get taken out by whoever the number eight was. Was that McGinn? Yeah, McGinn I think, number eight? I think actually was... the goalkeeper hit McGinn. No, <laughs> McGinn stumbled into him. Mm. I mean, if you, if, you, if you want to be fair to McGinn, he was off balance and was stumbling. But it was still, he clattered the keeper. that should never have stood. However, I'll take it. Well, just much, just still take the fact that the, the, the Cyprus didn't get to go across the line. Yeah.
0: So. Well, I agree to disagree on that one. Um, but uh, the fact of is, Stephen Naismith became the 22nd uh, Scotland player to score 10 goals or more. Um, <laughs> that's actually 10 years after he made his debut. Uh, um, no, sorry, I yeah. tell a lie. He made his debut against the Fair Islands in 2007, came off the bench. He also had that horrific injury, um, suffered with Rangers. Um, yeah. But his first proper start with Scotland was against Holland, which was over 10 years ago. Um, the game we lost 1-0 that cost us, uh, well, put the final nail in the coffin for World Cup 2010. Um, so that's him now in 10 goals. So He's never been a prolific goal scorer all his career, um, but he's pro- out of the options we had up front, um, who would you rather have had? Naismith or Oli McBurney. Case closed, move on. (laughs) And Oli Burke as well. (laughs) Aye, true. Uh, two did did nothing in the Cyprus game um, to convince that they should be near it, especially McBurney's first touch again was horrendous. Every time he tried to pass the ball, he messed up. The biggest one was when he'd Burke in space in the the middle and he played it like 15 yards behind them. Yeah.
1: Fucking donkey. I'm trying to work out who the last person because it was a recent thing. Somebody hit 10 goals for Scotland and was it Stephen Fletcher or something like that? Mm, could have been. It sounds like it probably was. Yeah, it was It was Fletcher and that's was when he was,
0: yeah. must have been when he scored his penalty against Albania. Um, yeah. But bear in mind Stephen Fletcher scored six goals against the one team in two different games.
1: Yes. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I've be guessing who it was before that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Coady yeah.
0: or someone. Like we to have but... Fadden probably. Mick Fadden and probably Kenny
1: Miller. Oh, yes. aye, Matt Fadden might be an aye. Yeah. Would
0: Mar- would, did Kenny Miller get it? I'm not
1: Kenny
0: Miller. He get to it eighteen in the end, I think. Aye. Yeah. But see to be fair, Kenny Miller he said he would be a stick on for Scotland right now. Aye, absolutely. Mhm without question I'd, I'd love a striker like Kenny Miller to come in um, I mean obviously you mentioned Griffiths there is Griffiths going to get in the Celtic team I personally think um, the best thing for Griffiths Hell. is to send him on loan you say that ch- I, get, I get he's Celtic's player at the end of the day it's up to Celtic um, what they do if they feel as though he's going to be part of the team but right now Celtic will get Edward, and I would say Bio's ahead of Griffiths in the picking order Bio's, Bio's injured though oh
1: is he again yes Bio's out for I think Biles out to the new year um, so if he's out to the new year we're currently running with one fat striker Griffiths did play a reserve match this week oh, um, so that was good um, so at least hopefully working his way back if that's the case he's at least second striker you can imagine we're not going to want to overdo things with Edward um, and then who knows what happens in January because Edward is banging in goals in Europe, he's banging in goals in Scotland, he's banging in goals for France under twenty ones.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: People are noticing him. Yeah, exactly. So I wouldn't be surprised if as uh, somebody comes to test if we want to uh, part company with him in January. I don't know of anybody that's coming from yet, but it's always possible. There's certainly people
0: watching him. Well, whether he's playing games for Celtic or someone else, just get him in soon, 'cause um, you know Scotland need him. Um, well, actually, although his he, goal scoring record is not the best of I me, mean, it took him a good few years to get his first goal. Also, get to, they two in the one game game against England. Yeah. Um. But I mean, Lily Griffiths being back doesn't solve Scotland's qualifying um, striking options immediately because his form, he's got to get back to the Celtic team first and start delivering goals. And then when he gets back in the Scotland team, he's got to show what he can do. He was showing great improvements in the Scotland team, obviously, in that year under Strachan. Maybe. Nearly got the World Cup playoff, but yeah. um, at the end of the day, Griffiths has just got to focus on himself. Um, he's had that time out. Um, he did the right thing, taking the time out that he needed to. Um, he's now got to get himself back in the Celtic team or get going.
1: Um, but we'll wait and see. Yeah, well, the, the the problem Scotland have got is there's not much else up front. <laughs> other options like kicking about. No. Um, so if it's not Griffiths, then like you say, we brought Naismith back in. That seemed to do okay. Um, certainly it seemed a better option than most we've had recently. Mm. Um, yeah. But I'm still not overly convinced. That's a, he, Naismith does better than a two. <laughs> 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 still, you still need somebody else in there and then you start like, you like pulling out of midfield to take that away and do deep play three at the back because we're not exactly <laughs> overwhelmed with central defenders. We're definitely not going with three at the back again. That just doesn't work with the players that we've got. No. No, it really doesn't. Mind you, mind you unless you're four in the back, what's that
0: Yeah, <laughs> if, if they get the right protection, it might work. But at the end of the day,
1: we still need two decent centre-halves. And... We just play a team of left-backs. <laughs> we'll, put, yeah. we'll, put Greg, we'll put Greg Taylor at left back we'll put Andy Robertson and Kieran Tierney in the middle and then we'll put uh, uh, Palmer at right right, here we yeah. go, there's a back four no centre <laughs> defenders, we'll just put all our left backs at once <laughs> problem solved hey, no centre
0: backs what for Aberdeen the game against the Rangers back in 2009 but that that's <laughs> not something
1: I'd ever recommend as a full time basis <laughs> uh, so. Um, so yeah um, it's possible by the time you hear this you'll know who Scotland's um, playoff <laughs> opponent is because the draw is getting done on Friday morning and we record this on Thursday night so yeah. <laughs> we don't know right now it's one of four um, we have obviously played Israel in the, the Nations League to get to this point in the first place and we beat them so we could play them again but um, we just don't know um, so we'll get one of those four and then we'll see yeah. I so the, if I change the rules we'll do now in the morning, which is always possible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, one draw we do know about as we record is uh, the Challenge Cup draw. Um Yes, um because well um, Scotland are in duty, we also had uh, the quarter final. Um started on Friday night, which uh Ruth Rovers edged it past Elgin City 3 mm-hmm. 2 um, and then the other three games happened on Saturday, um probably the, the tightest one was up in Inverness where um, I think everybody was ill. <laughs> Almost nobody was on the bench The the manage the team. Um So, uh, it was it was another nice draw after extra time against Clyde, but Inverness prevailed for two penalties. Um, and they will face the uh, last remaining Colts team, the, the Rangers under-21 team, who knocked yep. out the were they representing England or Wales? I don't know. The they examples. were representing England, yeah. Right. Technically,
0: they're in the English National League.
1: Yeah. So, um, aye, they're out anyway. So, I um, so, Rangers under-21s are in the semis. This is by far the away the furthest any Colts team has got. Um, and this is the fourth season that a Colts team has played in the Challenge Cup. So, wouldn't it be interesting if Rangers under-21s managed to win the Challenge Cup just as quickly as Rangers' first team did. <laughs> yeah, I saw you tweeting about that. Um yeah, it was a, a guess it
0: looked a pretty decent crowd. Um so well done to those who turned <laughs> up at Ibrooks um for you know the Challenge Cup game and gave the young Rangers team a support. And also Wrexham looked as though so they had a good support up with them. Um that was the one a lot of highlights I did bother um having a look at and yeah Rangers did um, a, a really good job. Um so I think they had two over-age players. The, the two over-age players were Flanagan and uh, Edmondson. Right. Um, probably the right position to put experience in. Um, give mm-hmm. a bit of solidity at the back. Give them game, game time for when they're needed at, um you know, for bigger first-team games. Yep. So, no, they did a good job in uh, the Thistle won 4 1
1: against the SS. We a pretty comfortable win. That was yeah. the last of the four quarterfinals. Um, yeah, so Th- Thistle, they're playing Wraith Rovers in one semi final, and um Rangers are up in Inverness. Is it, is it all in Inverness? Uh, it is up in Inverness, that, yes. Uh, right, so, the semi finals are played at the, the home venue, right? Yeah. And um,
0: Beach so, Albert picked them up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and then the final will be to be confirmed wherever that's going to be played. That's um, mm-hmm. on later because yeah. they usually don't decide that until after the the, the two finalists are known. Um, so yeah, it's, it's um, Thistle Duddle Home and the, the other game. So yeah. um, that's taking place in February. Yeah. Um, and then it's Sunday for the Rangers for September. Yeah,
0: Ten past four. Yeah, yeah. Ten past
1: four kickoff. Um,
0: the I th- I think they're probably hoping that a lot of Ranger supporters in Inverness will go along to that game um, and I hope that happens because obviously if it's on TV you want to see as many people turn up as possible so no, good luck to all four sides in that and yeah that can be
1: packed um, for another three months Yeah so um, I think I'm right in saying Partick Thistle have never won it Yeah Partick yeah. Thistle have never won it Inverness have won it twice most recently in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, Race Rovers obviously beat Rangers first team in uh, 2014 mm-hmm. with that last minute Greg Spence goal. Yeah. <laughs> or was it Baird? Or was it Baird? That that rings a bell. I might it. right then. Uh, anyway, it was the last minute goal anyway, so uh, an extra time. Yeah. Um, sorry, that was uh, that was Rangers first. That was it. No, Rangers second attempt to win it. Um, eventually won
0: it in the fourth attempt. That no, was this, was it not? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm getting what you mean
1: there. Yeah.
0: But yeah. part it, were in the final in 2013. They lost in penalties to uh, Queen of South in the final. At, um, <laughs> That's the
1: closest at,
0: of course Whatever. Um, Livingston Stadium was called then. It might have just been
1: Almondville then, um, or it might have had some other name. Um, but. <laughs> No idea. And then yeah, and um, obviously Rangers, Colts have never won it because this is the fullest any Colts team's got, but Rangers did win it in twenty sixteen against Peter Ed and Yeah.
0: Um incidentally, um Wraith Rovers you mentioned, they won this trophy in twenty fourteen where they're um launching a kit based on their far greatest success, which was twenty five years ago when they played and uh, when they beat Celtic in the Coca Cola Cup finals it was then. Um, sorry to mention that but <laughs> just thought I'd give a wee bit of publicity ah,
1: Remember those days when Celtic couldn't win things Also, yeah, also
0: in the well you
1: went something that season um. Oh eventually right. the, the second final we played that season Yeah <laughs> Exactly. But yeah, I mean that that was right. To, I mean that was obviously the end of like six years of Celtic not winning a trophy because we went for eight and nine in the Scottish Cup final. And actually, we won. Anything was well, ten at six season ninety two, but that's a count. Um And then then ninety five was the Scottish Cup final as well. So yeah, I mean you. But imagine telling kids that now, like kids are just used to Celtic winning all the time. I know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, well, when I grew up, this is what happened. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, this really did happen. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I yeah, have used to win through the Scottish Cup then too yeah we did you were the first to take the Scottish Cup off us that
0: because we'd won it the previous two yeah that's right, right. yeah I, I wasn't going to mention that at all we were talking about the League Cup uh, well we were talking about Wraith Rovers let's be honest we're digressing from Wraith Rovers and Lower League um, and speaking of the Lower Leagues uh, Falkirk made an interim appointment change after finally binning Ray McKinnon
1: yeah um, uh, yeah, so Ray McKinnon watched um, the, the laughter from um, Greenock Way, I'd imagine, um, <laughs> has been canned and they've now for rather an appointment a view manager, they've appointed an interim manager and then they've basically stole Lee, Lee Miller from, was it obvious He was that? Yeah, Lovieson, but he,
0: was, he wasn't exactly getting games. Um, he recently scored his first top flight goal in five years and, well, that's, Debatable. We spoke about that before as to whether he is um, that was his goal because it looked as though it was going wide. But um, <laughs> but no, good luck to um, good luck to Lee former Don, um going back there. Um, but I see Falkert did put a tweet saying we're still looking for uh, first team managers coming. I did a blog about it. Um, obviously slaughtered McKinnon. Um, yeah. Um, Falkirk really need to get this right. They need to go up this season. Um, them being forced into the, the league is pretty embarrassing for them, given that a couple of years ago they've been the set up to focus on getting to the top flight and they've actually went down a division, not up a division um, Is it going to be John Hughes going back? Um, he's said that he'd like to go back um, I don't think that would be a bad move at all, I think too much is made of his last job at Raith Rovers um, Owen Coyle, no just... <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> He's never got over um, the 2011 FA Cup semi humping by Stoke City when he was Bolton manager because his career just went right downhill from then, and so is Bolton's. Um, and are they going to uh, you know, take a risk on an inexperienced manager? Or even guys like Dan Young and Stuart Peach have done pretty good jobs at part time, um, East Fife and Montrose, but. Are they going to gamble setting them up or go for some experience? You'd likely say the former but you just never know with football well,
1: They're gambling already, that's the thing It's an odd move to take a player from somebody else's team and make them an interim manager Because um, if you're going to appoint an interim manager, you think you're going to appoint internally to do that, Well, you decide what longer term strategy you're going to take um, So I don't get, get it, up. it's a weird way to do things
0: yeah, but it's like Man United did it with Solskjaer. Um, of course, we know how that's panning yeah. out. But
1: uh,
0: I it's, it's strange. I've also thought we'll get true folk men, so to speak, um, guys who know the club. Um, they've also thought lost all trust in not just Ray McKinnon but his management team because it was McKinnon and his assistant went. So, and it's not as if they've got a youth coach to promote. So they sure. um, and, and, um they did something, I suppose. Yeah, they've got a tough game in the Scottish Cup, which is tomorrow night as we speak um, against Linlithgow Rose, which is on BBC, um, Scottish Cup weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: uh, the, the local derby. Uh, it's a, an interesting weekend for that. Um, just to cover off the, the other games that happened at the weekend um, Cove, Cowdenbeath, and Edinburgh City all won in League Two. Um, so, as you were at the top, really. Um, and then started Albion one as well. Um, the formation Falkirt drew one one with Dumbarton, Peter Edmund Rose drew as well, Airdrie, League Leaders, um two nil winners away to start. Um, and where they were laughing at Falkirk uh, and won one nil against our broth. and Dun United cemented their place at the top with three nil one over Cuneo South. So yeah. um there's a few games there at the weekend. Aye.
0: Um,
1: and then this weekend there's only one game in the Week because of the Scottish Cup, so at the whole week something. So, I'm going to up playing Dundee. Um, yeah, because so.
0: they're CD, Um, they they they're excluded because they were top yeah. four sides. Or well, Inverness else were top four. Um, Dundee, Dundee were yeah. on Yeah. Um, there's a few interesting games in it. Not that um sports scene covered them off, but um, looking <laughs> and our broth, obviously will get a yeah. lot of coverage. Um. Mm. Yeah, I wonder if that's why um, F-Bomb's not coming on tonight. Um, F-Bomb John, um, a regular host. So is he getting psyched up for, for
1: that game and um, shedding abuse at Dick Campbell? Yeah, <laughs> well, he it was, it was pretty disappointed by the the odds at 4-1 for hockey, like when, they, <laughs> when a, a team with a decent one in the So yeah. I, I can kind of understand his yeah. disappointment with that one. Hi, definitely. Um, but I do still... You, 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 well, I see us that, I would still fancy Avros, but hmm. it's... It's a home game for Talbot. And yeah. Ardworth just lost the weekend there away at A. Morton, so... Yeah. There's something magical about the Scottish Cup these days. So Yeah. Well, they beat Area United, the championship leaders, last
0: season. Um, yeah. So that's probably why the bookies have thought, well, we're not going to increase the odds um, when they've got history. Um,
1: yeah. They've been cautious with for that 41. <laughs> that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Dick Campbell was on the. Um, sorry to promote another podcast, but he was on the Simon Ferry one. Um, that was pretty good. Um, one of the, the characters in Scottish football. Um, but yeah, I think he'll be. Um, looking forward to getting down there and be interested to see what happens. Um, yeah. Other notable ties I'll be in over is Argy, Um, um yeah. I know I'll be in over. There, certainly promoting that. Um, so the rest of the pictures are taking um, about. Like, come uh, come the, up, one um,
1: that, the one that stands out for me is party Thassal Penicook because of the, 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 the amount of fans that are going to that. Penicook are yeah, taking pretty much fifteen hundred. <laughs> I think. Yeah. So aye, I asked him to. Queen of the am kind Queens Park, Queens Derby or something. I don't know. This <laughs> sounds like he should be a Darby. Let's um, let's not
0: get down that route again. Um, yeah. there's there's a guarantee of one non-league sides um, being in the first fourth round draw because um, Inveruri play Broxburn. Yeah, there's for yeah, Martin the and his
1: as well. Oh, that's
0: mm-hmm. oh yeah. Sorry, sorry, two.
1: I can't again. <laughs> sorry, there's that there. as <laughs> well. Um. But yeah, it's, it's. I mean, we're getting. Well, this is the third round, so um, if you get through this, you always a chance of getting the the big money spinners a, a Premiership team So. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's what team will take more interest. I think the draw for yeah. that. I don't know when the draw for that. It's probably going to be Sunday. I bet you any money. Um, Stuart and Thompson will be giving their um their opinions for that. or ask for their opinions on that. Probably. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So um, the rest of the fixtures, obviously the, the Premiership's back this weekend, um, the 3 o'clock games on Saturday, Celtic hosting Livingston, obviously being the team to beat Celtic in the, in the league this season so far, um, and then we've got Hibs hosting Wallywool, Kilmarnock hosting Hearts and someone hosting Ross County, and then on Sunday we have the 12.15 kick-off of Hamilton versus Rangers, and then the 3 o'clock games, Johnson Aberdeen. Why is that 3 o'clock on Sunday? I have no
0: idea, but I, I, what I don't get is Sky are picking it up. and that's, oh, that's up why a it's Sunday on the silly.
1: Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. That's <laughs> weird,
0: but okay. Yeah. So I'm surprised that Sky, uh, um, unless there's no many championship games are picking up and they're just they're putting it on the Sky Sports football channel whilst they have Sky Sports main event and Premiership being whatever games on. I've not even looked at the Premiership fi- fixtures in England. That's how much interest I have in it. Um but yeah this'll be a weekend where Stephen May scores a win on Aberdeen GB one now. Oh yeah I remember I can, that, that well. Yep. Yeah I can um I can just uh, foresee that um did you have a look at what what would you suggest for Pick this week? I mean
1: I, I mean that for me is the the best goal I've seen. Um, even yeah. in the account the separate equaliser, I think Ryan increases is a peach. Yeah, we did get a suggestion for um the
0: um oh, I've, I've lost tweet now Yeah, um, Cl- Kewin and Rangers winner by um Carlo Monte. Should it not be Monte Carlo um, against Clive Bank? A name. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brilliant name. Carlo Monte. It's, it's only. Oh, is yeah. that really is Yeah, I I put it on the SFF, um, I retweeted it from the SFF, I can't, yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was sent over to us, um, I can not but, it's always just taking me now to realise his name's Carlo Monte. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Please tell me spirits were drunk when they named him. <laughs> Mr and Mrs Monte, what are you going to call your child? Uh, Carlo? You like, are you sure? <laughs> just as well it was the crystal I was going to say that it was crystal <laughs> Carlo and crystal Monte Ah, uh, Jesus they're, oh. pe- <laughs> they're what? they're pet pison
0: <laughs> god almighty uh, another suggestion that we could have said for picket um, was the San Marino goal just for the Titanic music.
1: Oh, uh, it's a the it, our first home goal in six years. But yeah, I just, it, it was actually oh, a well taken goal. Which, I mean it's sure, not finished off, but it's I I mean when when you have to wait six years for a goal <laughs> Enjoy yourselves. I and they watched three one. But
0: was it no six one then? I think so, that made it three one. So, I thought it finished three one. I don't know what the score but, was. It doesn't matter. They got their goal, um, so it made their goal difference um, instead of zero goals and forty-five conceded. It was one and forty-five conceded. So <laughs> forty-four is better forty-five. Well done, guys. Well, I
1: finished three-one. Um, I did it. Cool. I um, so congratulations to Filippo Berardi, the yes. goal scorer for Liverpool.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well done. Well done, Samuel. You
1: got your goal. Um, before we, before we move on to um, our um, news, um, I just want to give a shout out to um, Barty Thistle and their um, new owner, who apparently stole an idea out of my head. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I've, I've said this, because like, like, I don't know who knows this that's listening to this podcast, but I wrote a book a few years ago. Um, it, was a fi- not fiction, it was a factual book on my favourite Celtic season at the time, which was the 2003-2004 season. Um, and just charts the entire thing. Took me ages to write it. Really if I was doing it again I'd do a better job at it now, right? <laughs> That's just what just the way authors think. Um and I'm a blog a lot and all that. Um but at one point about three years ago I thought of it was going to be partly things that have happened in my life and partly this idea I've got for what if I won the lottery. And I thought, well, if I had ridiculous amounts of Euro Millions money, I would be amazing if I could buy out the likes of Dermot Desmond and the rest of the Celtic shareholders and actually give the club back to the fans properly. So the Barcelona model was always my idea, the sort of one-fan, one-vote thing. Mm-hmm. I thought, you need to buy them all out and just give it back to the club. How amazing would it be if you could do that? Um, mm-hmm. So that was years ago. Um, I never got into writing it because life got in the way. And to be honest... Kind of started writing it and never really got any of it. And then along comes Colin Beer with his 161 million pounds that he won in the Euro Millions about a decade ago now, um, and has done exactly that with Arthur Thistle. He has bought them out um, and is going to give control back to the fans, which is absolutely brilliant. So I've come up. Mm-hmm. I've had this one idea I thought I could write a book about. He's actually had the, the Euro Millions win and he's going to do it for his team. And he'll probably do it cheaper than I could have done it because I bet it costs a lot less to buy part of this yeah. than to buy Dermot Desmond. Yeah. It's fantastic news for
0: Thistle because they've obviously had a lot of um, off-the-field issues recently. There was a, an art takeover bid that um, eventually nothing came over. There was board unrest and people at Allen Ruff and Weir himself um, you know, left the board and we were temporarily withdrew his money So it's good that, I mean, what I will say I mentioned this to a Thistle fan, I know um, What the Thistle fans shouldn't expect Is that we're just going to come and Put an open checkbook and just um, throw no. money away Like Confetti, I don't think that'll happen Because, you know, remember Brooks Nelson did that With uh, with Gretna um, And look what happened um, I, know I had...
1: think the good thing is His intentions are really clear Because what he's effectively yeah. doing is saying Right, I'm going to take this chunk of my money I'm going to buy out the club and I'm going to give it to the fans. He's no intention yeah. of throwing mega bucks at it. that's sort of making them like champions of Scotland and no. take them into Europe and all that stuff. He just wants to buy his club and give yeah. it to the fans, so that they yeah. run it as a fan-run uh, football club. So yeah. that, that to me, as you said, of the stall, you're not going to get mega bucks thrown at it. You're just going to do it properly. Yeah, that's brilliant. F- that, yeah,
0: exactly.
1: Worship up forevermore for that. I think that's
0: amazing. Mm-hmm. And fan ownership is becoming um, more and more prominent. Yeah, I mean Motherwell. I mean there was a lot of scepticism over it. And it's understandable, but you know Hearts have shown um, largely that it's working. I mean I know Anne Budge is still the main owner, but um, you know the Foundation of Hearts has put the money in and they're running real well. Motherwell has been very successful. Um, in fact, only recent, recently, recently um, the last of the remaining debt, and it was um, it was interest-free debts to previous owners John Boyle and I think it was at Les Hutchison the other one they've been paid off so they're fully in the black they're absolutely yeah. doing very well with it and they've benefited from big player sales as well so no, if it's it's good um, to see that these models from you mentioned Barcelona, Germany is obviously a prominent one where every, yeah. every club's got to be 51% or more fan owned and it can make a difference mm-hmm. um, no, just as long as they um, don't spend um one pound a penny when they make a pound. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. At, at the end of the day, um, you'd rather spend ninety nine nine pence and keep the other penny rather than give the penny away that you don't have.
1: Yeah, So yeah, it's it's, it's great to see. I'm, I'm just reading over the rest of us that so, um, the transfer sh- is it's a fifty-five percent shareholding, so he's not fully buying everything out, but he's buying out the controlling share. Um, and it's going to transfer no later than thirtieth of March, twenty twenty. So. so sooner um, that's for talking about the playoffs in March 2020. So, there mm-hmm. we go, that's not too far away. Um, he's already invested two and a half million into the club, um, and he had set aside money for the, the training ground as well, which he yeah. then withdrew. I'd imagine he might set that aside again now, yeah. Um, now that the the takeover sorted effectively by himself, um, so yeah, it's fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm I was delighted to read that. I am mean, not a Thistle fan in any way, shape, or form. No. Um, I've said many times that part of Thistle is like the cuddly toy of Scottish football because I don't know anybody that hates Thistle apart uh, from Craig fans. <laughs> oh, all three of them, yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> Controversial, but yeah. But no, given what happened, to, that Thistle had the Save the Jags campaign in the late nineties. Um, you know, to have this story, some um, is pretty good, and I'll, I, I want to see any Scottish, Scottish club, um. You know, run themselves properly. That includes rivals. You know, whatever rival team there may be, I want to be giving a Saturday. But at the end of the day, I don't want to see any club go out of business or struggle financially. Because um, at the end of the day, we want a healthy product here, and you're not going to have a healthy product if teams are running themselves into the ground all the time.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd say I'm not a part of Thistle Um People would suggest I probably should be. <laughs> um given that if 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 you support your local team and I always had a dispute about this because I moved around too much when I was younger, my very first local team would have been Pathy Thistle. So I've been only until I was like three years old and I was not interested in football ball I was much older than that. Um but yeah, technically they were my first local team. Mm-hmm. Um, my my favourite thing that always trips that up is um when I was growing up, my local team was technically Falkirk. Until Clyde moved, yeah, I didn't move. Clyde did, and Clyde <laughs> were closer. Yeah, I think mine's um, probably
0: would have um, would have been before Clyde um, moved. Would have probably been either Albion Rovers or probably Celtic, but nah, yeah. I chose the probably one of the furthest away
1: teams at that point. <laughs> <laughs> probably because there was it was no Inverness like, or Ross County in the league back then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, aye, but.
0: I don't regret it. Um although there was false promise of um you know we won the cup
1: double that, that first season. Um <laughs> so yeah, I think I've been missed. Still better off than me because that season was my first season as well that I remember. Oh, Start started drought. Well <laughs> like, genuinely the first thing like I mentioned earlier, the first thing I seen mum so was a tennis sexy. <laughs> I right. was there. I... Yeah. yeah. They were,
0: they were brilliant days absolutely brilliant and um, it's, it's funny that we're speaking about you know the teams that we support Um, so that brings us on to the big announcement um, yes that we've been working on for a good couple of months um, we mentioned at the very start of the season that we were looking to organise a match to raise funds for back on side because um you know of passion for doing more for people suffering from mental health we talk about it very regularly we've had a couple of guests on the show talking openly about it which is good with um, interactive people on twitter but um today i spoke to um lib emerson of back on side um and we can now um confirm that we have a game going on on sunday the 28th of march um, between aberdeen celsy over 35 which we hope will include a few former players which we will reveal in due course. The game will be played at Broadwood Stadium. It's so a twelve o'clock kick-off for any fans wanting to come along. It's a, a fiver a head and a pound a a child. We may have other events coming on, um if um that's up to you and John. So I've done my bit. <laughs> <but> <laughs> no and John, yeah. So me and John will be um sort you know between the sort out of the the Aberdeen team um
1: and you'll obviously um, be sorting out the Celtic team yeah well I mean we're fortunate in that this isn't your first gig um, you have played charity matches before I believe you yes. may have even scored a penalty you might have mentioned this once or twice
0: just a couple of times but yeah it's one of the best penalties you'll ever see I can't dispute that yeah lots of practice yeah <laughs> um, of all those uh, Friday night seven aside games when I took once every so often. <laughs> but no, um it's it's not about the individuals, it's about the charity. Um yeah, yeah. so and yeah, but we'll hopefully get a few former players. we we'll, have started um conversations, so yeah, but um we'll talk about that between ourselves off air. We'll reveal them um once we get more confirmation. But um yeah. The promotion starts today. we'll be talking about it quite a lot. Um, and we will bore you to
1: tears with it, probably. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's been on the fight for a while. Um, we've been we've been talking about it, but this was uh, the official go ahead. Um, yeah. Now, so uh, we can talk to everybody about it now and start mm-hmm. promoting it and start getting the teams together and every, all, all the other organisation that needs to be done. And, yeah. Um, I better start training. just um, <laughs> let's face it, with well, when when you had your previous game, um, I wasn't involved in the previous game. I know you had a... a it was it was an Aberdeen Celtic game before, wasn't
0: it? It was an Aberdeen Celtic game for the Beats in a couple of, um, a year and a bit ago now. Um, but, yeah, we decided um, between us for a, um, a good while in the year that we we should maybe organise something like this between ourselves. Um, it just so happens that, obviously, me and me John being Aberdeen fans, you being a Celtic fan, it was the most obvious thing yeah. to do. Um, you know, we'd be open to, eh? or you know, if someone wanted to approach us that supported another team and wanted to arrange a game, then we could look into it without doubt. No um, it's not always got to be Aberdeen Celtic. It's just all so happens that that's who we support. Um, but but yeah, whether you support Aberdeen or Celtic, um, or not, come along. Um, for a great a great wee
1: and um, yeah, give money a great cause. Mhm come and laugh at me, I mean I'm assuming we're going to get somebody that's actually a decent striker this time, because anybody (laughs) that's seen my YouTube video, there's there's no me Um, so I've been (laughs) playing it back to be honest this time (laughs) (laughs) I think that
0: might do a few rounds um, on the SFF podcast page for um, quite a bit
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean if you can come along and see me miss an open goal that's got to be worth a five or admission alone (laughs) Oh without a doubt
0: Without doubt. Uh, but yeah, it'll be it'll be a good day. Um and there's no club football that weekend. There's not even any international football on the weekend because uh, of this super UEFA week of football. The comes are the Thursday and the Tuesday of that week. Yeah that was UEFA's pick. Um personally I think they should have went Wednesday, Saturday or um, you know, Thursday, Sunday or whatever. But it's done. Yep. Um and,
1: Hopefully it benefits us. Yeah. yeah, keeps the space free for us. We can just uh, crack on working. Yeah. So yeah, come out and work. Come out and see us. Um, and let's hope we can raise a, a decent amount for for back on site.
0: Yeah, definitely. So that they can continue their fantastic work and yeah. uh, support people because they don't have government funding. It's all themselves. Um, so yeah, let's. Um, Let's get. In. Let's uh, try and help them out a bit, and more importantly, help people with um, you no know, problems with mental health, so that they can speak out to proper f- professionals as well. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you've heard like
1: podcasts this season, and even like, in, in previous seasons on here, then you'll know we're quite um, big advocates of, of speaking out if you've, if you've got problems. And um, I mean, everybody's got their own experience uh, of of either their own. Um, problems with mental health or someone they, they don't care about um, so yeah I'm, so, so that's a fantastic initiative that they've got going at the moment and it's, yeah. it's definitely helped a few people along the road already so hopefully yeah. we can help them yeah. definitely. many more definitely. I, I think anything that increases awareness is going to be good, anything that increases help especially is, is fantastic so um, yeah let's get, let's mm-hmm. get involved yeah.
0: Um. And they do the hashtag support through the sport. Um. Which is um, a good way. sport is a good tool for bringing people together. And I, I know sometimes you get, you know, we speak a bit about rivals who take things too far. But you know, sport is usually good at bringing people together and if um you know you saw more people like say the league If we spoke about i mentioned stan collymore um recently as well you know guys like uh, martin michael will even say spoke out a little bit um about his experience at rangers when he um had issues with mental health and one he that's another one um so the more people speaking out the better um because you know in the 21st century it should be okay to talking more importantly people should be able to listen and, and try and understand but it's not always easy but that's why you've got professionals there and why back side are passionate about
1: helping those people with the right funding yeah i mean the, the, another one that comes to mind is uh, gary speed when he was he was building something with wales you could you could see it and, yeah. um i mean even this week when wales have qualified for euro 2020 there was people saying that this was just this was building on what he started um, mm-hmm. Officer Chris Coleman got him in uh, Euro 2016 But now running gigs is taking to Euro 2020 Well, started yeah. with speed Oh, without a doubt Sadly, he's not with us this year I
0: know, yeah I still remember You know, the whole Football Focus interview And then yeah. hours later he was no longer with us It's You know, it's like why But, um. yeah Um, And I think when you think back to the reaction of um, when he died, there was some, there was some people saying selfish, um, etc. Et and I, can't, you know, you get that it's a selfish act um, as well. But you can argue as well: did the person want to be in that position? Probably not. I mean, the the common thing I've heard about it all is end the pain. Mm-hmm. But what's actually happened is it's passing on to other people. Um, there was a documentary recently where. Um, a few boys within the the mother, um su- supporters su- supporters that sit next to a away stand. It's like we ultras, a wee mini ultras group, I think there. But there's three of them have taken their own lives, and they're on. their teens, teens, early twenties. Mm-hmm.
1: It's no age, no. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, let's try. It's, it's... And... I mean, you 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 you're mentioned the, uh, the the perception that it's selfish, but mm-hmm. I mean sometimes the thought is that everybody's better off without me, which isn't it's not true. It no, just isn't. Um yeah, I know I know when you're in a bad way you can think that way. Um it's just yeah. that's why reaching out and talking to people is so important because then you then you see just how important you are to people. hmm
0: Yeah, without question. Um so yeah, we'll keep saying the same message that um we've been saying most of the season. Um if you've if you've got something on your mind, talk to someone, uh, you know, whether it be um, your partner, a family member, or if you don't feel comfortable speaking to them, just speak out to anyone you think will um, be able to lend a good ear. And more importantly, if you're that person, um, listen, try and help wherever you can. If you feel as though you can't help, pass them on to someone who can, give the, the you know, back on Say the call or other, um, you know, supporting organisations and you'll get the help no, just
1: don't, just don't pass on the pain to other people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, sometimes like, just listening is helping. Yeah, exactly. So that that alone can make a difference. If you're if you're letting them know you're that you're interested in what they're saying and that you you care about what they're saying, and okay, you might not be able to have all the answers that that they need, but it doesn't mean you won't be able to help them out somehow, just by letting them talk to you. No, without a doubt, and we need to get rid of some of the perceptions. Like
0: I, I mentioned, it um, it's been perceived as a selfish act, and you know the other one that we say is to get a grip and man up and all that rubbish. Um, we need to get away from all that and just just you know encouraging a bit more. But um, yeah, we'll try and do our bit. We'll do a bit to try and give back and save the money that they need to try and um, keep up their good work. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah. Is that yeah. a plastic pitch? It is a plastic pitch, yeah. Um, right, so yeah. if there's any bobbles this time, I've no excuse. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you won't need your predators.
1: Oh, good, because they ruined my toenails last time. Oh, oh you poor toe. <laughs> Believe me. I <laughs> Have you ever had your entire toenail come off? I've had um, ingrown toenails too many times uh, this wasn't ingrown this was just it was completely bruised and came off (laughs) i was fortunate the rest of it kind of grew back in time um but yeah that was the that was the state of me after my one time at one of predators i still have the predators somewhere um but i've never worn them since they probably still have Celtic part of grass stuck to them (laughs) um but no they've that was uncomfortable among everything else that's not an excuse for missing that chance by the way no <laughs> no you're not you're not getting off with
0: that one no no,
1: no. somebody some, uh, somebody once did tell me there was a bobble just before I had it I still don't see it <laughs> no but you might
0: get a chance to make up for it you never know um, someone might skip the ball off your arse and
1: it goes in the net <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take anything at this point exactly <laughs> yeah if it goes to penalties, I've taken one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the last charity game. I'm just going to um, cancel you out. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, well, well. Like who was manager that day. Um, for us, um, had a um tactical um tactical plan for me, um, to get the best out of me and the team. Just stay up front, out the <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh.
1: of the way. Oh, Donald.
0: Honestly, up, <laughs> I I I have never um, played um, you know amateur football or anything like that. And I was in a team of guys who'd at least played some form of amateur level. Played for teams, played for like, support and supporters' league teams and things like that. I've only ever really played seven a side, five a side football. I've played the like, I think that was like my third or fourth charity eleven um, a side game in my life. <laughs> I'm totally out of my depth, um, but I was happy to take a penalty. <laughs>
1: I've i I've never really played anything competitive. I've played like a few what ninety minute games, or well, like friendlies and bounce matches and things like that. And um, what I did, I did play for a team that eventually went on to play amateur football, but mm. I dropped it before they joined any league. So um, that's that's the limit of my experience. Yeah. That is uh, the 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 very first game for that team. Um, Finished the draw and I did score in the penalty shootout and off the post. Nice. Um,
0: so, yeah, I, 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 I'm the same as you now. I've yeah. scored a penalty. <laughs> nice. Aye, shame nobody videoed it. Aye. But maybe we'll get a videographer to come along. So, um, if anyone knows any like, uni students who want a wee um, quick project or any other bloggers who like to, who, who want a wee project? Just anyone. If you want to come along and video, absolutely fire away. Anybody that's been in a podcast, maybe. Yeah. If you're thinking like, the same person I'm thinking, we will not name it just now, but... Um, yeah, a call could be going that way. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. I don't have the guy's number, but... I know the other John does, so... John, there's uh, your first ask. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've sorted the team, I've sorted the pitch, I've sorted... <laughs> You've done a lot of work behind the scenes um, and myself and everyone have done very little by comparison um, that will not remain the case over the next few months. No. Uh, it's,
0: on, it's on record now so... <laughs>
1: <Aye>. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave it up to you. Anyway, it's a,
0: a good way to end
1: it. As, yeah, I'm looking forward to it um, and I hope everyone else is too. Um, and... We will be back in a few days, I'd imagine, um, because like I said, this is Thursday night, um, we're a bit later than usual, because we wanted to um, wait until we were ready to make this announcement, which, uh, as you say, we spoke to Abbey today, so yeah. um, that and the, the Scotland matches been done and dusted for another campaign, um, still got March to come, but I can put that to one side because we're back to the domestic action, and um, mm-hmm. I'm sure when we get back to talking a couple of days' time, we can talk about Europe as well because uh, that's back next week as well. So, yeah, yeah, plenty to talk about, plenty to come, watch the matches coming up in the next few weeks mm-hmm. as we, we head towards the, the, the winter break. <laughs> I thought you were saying as we head towards bed. <laughs> uh, that too, right? It's, just, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's late in Thursday. So late. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, so, yeah, as always, thanks for listening. Um, and feel free to get involved on Twitter, on Facebook, on whatever else <laughs> on Instagram that's the other one yeah. No, we haven't. we haven't posted much on Instagram recently have we? no, no um, I
0: don't have access to the account, Um, but yeah I, I had a fight a, at Hamden it was a, a little bit improved um, I would give it a 7 out of 10 um, it was good high, 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 high praise for you huh? yeah it was, that's um, one was horrible yeah aye yeah but no that was an improvement but um. You thought that'd be the highlight tonight, eh? but thankfully we get to decent half goals. So yeah. <laughs> Damn, I time. I
1: thought it was gonna be the highlight tonight. <laughs> yeah, that was
0: the same. It's the longest half of football I think I've ever been at. <laughs> oh, be nice. And I've been to some rotten friendlies, but no, well done. Um the guys getting the job done and um yeah, fingers crossed we get um a nice draw in the playoff and yeah, and let's hope come March we're in it properly for the first oh. time in twenty
1: two years. That would be a very welcome surprise at this point in time.
0: (laughs) Yes. Let's hope that come um, March 2020, um, the the podcast at the end of that month, we're talking about Scotland qualifying for Euro 2020 and a successful um, back-on-side game between Aberdeen and Celtic.
1: Yeah. And probably the most delusional thing we could say now is, and I've scored a goal. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Let's face it. Scotland qualifying for a major tournament for the first time in 22 years, me scoring a goal which one of them is more realistic suddenly Scotland doesn't seem so daft does it <laughs> yeah maybe not
0: <laughs> or if um, or the other John being off the rum that's another that, that's just pushing it isn't
1: it nah now they've gone too far I'm more likely we've a goal now yeah <laughs> anyway cheers for everyone for listening yeah thanks for listening speak to right. you next week cheers <laughs> we